0: June 9th, 2022, we're in Masechet, Sanhedrin, and if you count from the bottom of the page, it's 17 lines up, it's right in the middle of the line. We began with this Beraita at the end of class yesterday. Let's begin it again. Says the Gemara, Tanura Banan. Tanura Banan is a Beraita. Each of those circumstances were mentioned in our, in our Mishnah as the examples of Matsilin oto oto or ota ben avsho, mitot betin. But furthermore, this beraita mentions that even if it's not relations with a male from a male meaning homosexuality or an ara orasa specifically the woman between 12 and 12 and a half and she's engaged but it's any of the hive mitot betin we spent plenty of time in maschet Sanhedrin understanding and knowing circumstances of of course, the most simple one is eshet ish. Eshet ish is a married woman. If you see a person running after a married woman, interested and intent on raping her in such a circumstance, and by extension, any other chivem mitot betin in such a circumstance, mazilino tobenavsho. Any of the arayot specifically. We're not talking about chivem mitot betin. We'll see it explicitly in a moment, like chilul Shabbat. It's specifically by the arayot. Why so? We mentioned it already in the Mishnah from Rashi. We'll see it again in the Gemara explicitly in just a bit. The idea being that there needs to be, in addition to them being liable to death penalty through the sin, a pegam or a boshet. There's going to be some blemish and lingering embarrassment for that person. It's the coupling of those two specifically that brings us to kill in that circumstance. Otherwise, of course, we bring them to court afterwards. But you're not Masilino to by no show. Harchiyven mitot betin again. Arayot that are liable to as well, we're dealing with wrongful relations which would be liable by if a person's chasing after another to rape them, you kill them in such a circumstance. In any and all of these situations, in such a circumstance, such a situation, you see the person on his way to doing so, you kill him before he commits the sin. That's all in contrast and contradistinction to the foul following almana le kohen gadol, now it's terrible and it's a wrongful act if a a kohen gadol has relations with an almana, with a widow, but he wouldn't be nor would she liable to death penalty. Nor karet, it's a love. it's a pasuk at the beginning of parashat emor, that uh, Kohen Gadol can't get married to an almana, it's a mitzvah lo taase. in such a circumstance, certainly the woman will be a halala, and certainly it's a wrongful act, and it's a hidul Hashem, and so forth, but... It's not liable to chiyuv mitar or karet. So if the Kohen is running after her to to rape her, we don't kill the Kohen in such a circumstance. Of course, we try to prevent him. Of course, after the fact, we'll bring him to court. We'll judge him if we had witnesses and mourning and we'll give him lashes. But we won't kill in such a situation. Likewise, if it's a Kohen hediot, not a Kohen gadol, who's not... Uh, prohibited from relations from uh, a marriage to a almana but rather specifically to a gerushah, a divorcee, a kohen's not allowed to get married to a woman who's divorced. By extension, midrabbanan a halutza as well. Of course, a halutza is a circumstance where instead of after the death of her husband and having no children, she doesn't get married to the brother, but she rather, he does what's called halitza. In such a circumstance, a halutza has an identical status, midrabbanan from the rabbis to a Gerushah, that a regular Kohen is not allowed to get married to her. Along the same lines of the Almanah kohen Gadol, we don't kill the pursuer in those circumstances, where the guy is running after the other to rape them. In such a circumstance, terrible act, try to prevent it, but you're not allowed to kill in order to do so. What if the woman is again, as I mentioned yesterday, Bam says, in specifically this circumstance, the person has already raped her, and now he's going after her in the same setting again. Uh, well, the pigam the boshet has already set in, and as a result, we're not going to be matzil uh, Benafsho. Rashi just mentions one word, Rashi says already. Rashi seems to suggest a little bit broader than Harambam, although you could read it like Harambam. It's a reference just in general. The woman already has been wrongfully uh, attacked by another in terms of uh, relations. How can you rationalize Rashi? Well, the understanding again is that this is going to cause the woman kalon, boshet, it's going to be for her a pigam, some sort of blemish, both emotional and physical, if it's already daba avera, It's a terrible situation, this is taking place again, however that deed or that reality from a legal perspective has already set in and we're not going to be matzil but this is not on betin this is not on betin this is on you and me saving betin of course we'll take the betin we'll kill them afterwards this is all matzilin otobin this is dafayin gimal through the end we're not talking about betin any longer we're talking about you and me playing betin we see the person going to do it. If you have witnesses and you have warning, you bring to Beit Din afterwards, no question. If it's a Hayuv mitah, which is what we're generally speaking talking about, you're going to do it. But we're not talking about Beit Din. We're talking about the bystander, the you and me, the Am Yisrael people. bystander is about to not allowed to kill if it was na'ibda <laughs> ba'avira. You're allowed to beat him up. You're allowed to bribe him. You're allowed to do anything and everything you can aside from killing. You can't kill him. If en In each of these circumstances as well, en otah bin now, notice the words, as Tosafot pointed out earlier, and they pointed out, the, the words over here is, en otah bin we don't save her with his life. That's not exactly along the lines of what we imagine the saving was about. As I told you from Rashi, it's saving him from the sin. The tiktok over here is, it's saving her from him. What's that? According to Rashi, we're saving the guy who's going to commit the sin. He's not doing the sin, you're saving him from the sin. That's how Rashi said at the very beginning of the page. Over here, the fact that it says Ota, Tosafot points out, doesn't exactly align. However, the end of the Mishnah, as Tosafot pointed out, seems to align with the approach of Rashi. Because the end of the Mishnah, and we'll see it over here as well, a bit, is if he's Rodefa uh, Harabehema, if he's running to commit bestiality. In that circumstance, it's inappropriate, in the eyes of Tosafot, to call that matzilin. You're not saving the animal, per se. Who are you saving? You're probably saving the guy from sin. <laughs> so that is is somewhat up in the air but that's this tosafot it's an important question from a value perspective not from a uh, law uh, perspective because ultimately speaking the halacha is going to be the same the question is what are we commissioned and, and told to do from the Torah who and what are we saving in this circumstance okay anyway says the Biraita in concluding yesh lah what if there's another way of saving this woman meaning not killing the pursuer uh, or, or even the man in the case of Ahala uh, Zahar of, uh, or Ahar uh, Haverole uh, Horgo, you don't need to kill, but you could rather uh, shoot his legs out. You can. Uh, uh, do anything and everything else instead of killing and you can determine that so in this moment you're able to tell say he's so close to me I could just tackle him and look he's not really holding such a weapon I know he's a strong guy but I could take him out in some way shape or fashion I could uh, warn him I can threaten him what about if you're not allowed to kill him it's not that you have carte blanche uh, capability and permissibility to kill him it's you kill him if it's necessary in order to save. Rabbi Uda Omer, lastly, Rabbi Uda says, Interestingly, and in the Gemara will debate and, and explain his opinion, we'll have a machlok on how to explain his opinion, but Rabbi Uda uh, d- describes, depicts the following situation, it says, what if the woman, as you approach, the, the rape is about to take place, she screams out, she says, don't kill him, because he's going to kill me in such a circumstance says Rabbi you may not kill him. Her claim her statement was clear and unequivocal, hanihulo, <laughs> leave him alone so that he won't kill me. We have to listen to her in such a situation. All right, that's the last halacha Clearly, only the opinion of Biudah, hachamim will disagree, but first things first, says the Gemara, minah Hane Mile, minah from where Hane these mile matters, or words, what's the source for each and every one of these things that we mentioned uh, in the Beraita. Now, again, we did already establish that harodefa harchaviro lehorgo is learned from from hekesh, we learned that from the hekesh of Na'araham Orasa of Kikasha Yakumishal Re'ur Sahonefish We did learn the Halakha of Na'arahm Orasa from the pasuk of Ve'em Moshi'ala. However, what about all these other details? All we know is Naaram Orasa. We might know A Rodefa Har Horgo. How do you know all these others? And so forth. Says the Gemara Amar Kera, the Pasuk says, and this is in the context of a woman, a Na'aram Orasah, who is raped. The Pasuk says, Villa naara lo ta dabar la Now these words are each and every one of them unnecessary mention says Rashi in the Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us what you need to do in such a circumstance where she's raped is you punish the guy who rapes her and you don't do anything to her. Then you have all this extra words telling us don't do anything to her. She doesn't have any death penalty. I mean, of course she doesn't. You just told us. She was saaka She yelled out. Uh, they were in the sadeh. They weren't in the city. They were out on the countryside. Clearly, this was a rape. There was no Moshiach. And so forth. Each and every one of these is words is extra, which means that we read them and we say, it's not extra. We're going to make a dirashah from every single one of them. First things first. The first word in the Pasuk, Villa Na'ara, according to our Masoret, is written without a he. It's written in the Torah. If you were to open the Torah to divarim to parashat ki tese, and be reading from the Sefer, If you hadn't prepared properly and you're not paying attention to context clues, you would read it as villa na'ar. Why would you read it that way? Because it's missing a he at the end. It's not missing, it's purposefully missing. That's our Masoret So again, so if you read this Pasuk, and we have sometimes these sorts of Dirashot in the Gemara, where the Pasuk is supposed to be read one way, but it's written a bit differently. So it's written as Villa Naar, but we read it as Villa Naara. In fact, the Radvaz and Shailot Tishabot points out that the Torah purposefully and specifically cannot be written with Nikudot. If it was written with Nikudot, we couldn't and wouldn't make such dirashot. It's purposeful, the Chachamim understood that the Torah to be written without nikudot, so that we could be in an appropriate way. We can understand the Torah in ways that perhaps wouldn't meet the eye if I had nikudot on each of those words, the, the, the vowels. Okay, anyway, this is the pasuk for the na'ara, lo davar. In the na'ara, we're going to make a dirashah each of each, and each uh, almost each and every one of these words. Na'ar, again, the word in the pasuk is na'ara, but, which means the young woman, but na'ar is the way it's written, ze Zahur. That's a reference to a young man or a man. And as a result, we derive from that uh, if you see a person racing after, or not even racing, whatever, planning and pursuing a uh, a male to rape him, ho- uh, homosexual rape in such a circumstance, matzilinoto benafsho Na'ara, but the pasuk actually is read as na'ara. Okay, that one's easy. Zo, orasa. That's actually the context of the pasuk it's referring to that young or uh, adolescent, uh, engaged woman. But the Pasuk then says, What's sin, iniquity, wrongdoing, referring to? Says the the, Gemara, that's a reference to women who the sin together with them would be liable for uh, something along the lines of Mitabi my Mavet, Pasuk says, Any of the wrongful sexual activities, relations which are liable to death penalty. Says the Gemara, but wait a second. I mean, uh, you know, once you mentioned it, like as such, I don't really need those first two references. Once you told me, Oh, mitot, and oh, keritot in the context of wrongful relations, Is included as, well then I don't understand why you needed to specifically, at least in reference, have a mention of Zahur, the male, homosexuality, or Na'ara Morasa, those would be encompassed, those would fall under the heading of. Says the Gemara, Uh, that will be the last question of the Gemara, but initially says the Gemara, do I need. All of these at all? Couldn't you just say if there's a wrongful relations, someone's pursuing another for wrongful relations, you kill them? I mean, did you really need each one of these to be referred to in some way, shape, or form? Says the Gemara, every single one of them was necessary, including and we'll subtract them, but including those first two references. Says the Gemara, goes as follows: It was necessary to teach us each of them. Perhaps the Torah, in other words, we're questioning: Why do you need the Rasha? that includes in a specific mention, each one of these, why don't you just mention, for argument's sake, not? Nah. Just mention that if a person's pursuing another, a male after a male to rape, you kill the male who's pursuing the reuvin who's running after Shimon. And by the, I would then derive, I'd make a binyanav, I'd use the midocha Torah, and I'd understand that that's applicable to all wrongful relations if there's a rape about to be committed. Wouldn't that be enough? Gemara, Perhaps I would, would have said, I do know why the Torah only if it had been that way he mentions it by a male because Lav orha, it's very out of the norm the vision the understanding is that this is going to be says Rashi a boshet gadol for a male to say this is a hard psychological you know appraisal but this is the hachamim's appraisal for a male to say although maybe it's not so far fetched but I, I don't know one way or another you'd have to speak to a psychologist but the hachamim are claiming you perhaps would have said that if a male is raised by a male, it's more of an embarrassment for that person than if a a woman is raped by a male. Now both of them are embarrassing for them, both of them have terrible lingering emotional effects and so on and so forth. However, in terms of scaling, which one would be worse in terms of Busha says Rashi, says the Gemara, the male would have been. So if the Torah had only mentioned Naar, I would have said, oh, wait a second, the only circumstance where we're Matzil B'nafsho is in the strict and severe. Circumstance of bushah, that's the har hazachar. However, in a circumstance where it's orcha, where it's more the regular act, not that rape is ever regular, but in terms of the bushah, there's less bushah, emalos. so then says the Gemara, maybe the Torah could have just said, na'ara, just spell it out, mention just if a man is racing after a woman to rape her, you kill the man in such a circumstance, and I would by extension say, and certainly the situation of if the man is racing, running after a male to rape him, we katab rachmanah na'ara mishum de kapagim la, na'ar de la kapagim le, ema lo. So as gemara, the difference between a male and a female is that the female will have a physical pigam especially if she was a bitula but the female will have a physical blemish on her body which is uh, which is now a part of her and as a result I would say the reason the Torah if it only had written it by na'ara teaches this by na'ara specifically her she has the physical uh, detriment the male who doesn't perhaps it wouldn't be applicable to him that we're matzil ben afsho again Charlie not to say that we don't bring them to court him to court the raper to court and, and, and punish him however but this is in the act me and you what we can do in that circumstance alright so if that's the case then just mention says the Gemara maybe the Torah should just mention Zachar and just say the word write it as and what do you need as well which teach me all the go ahead The man is definitely liable. You can't kill him on the spot. Right, you can't kill him on the spot. the woman Correct. Correct. They'll still be beaten up on the spot, There's still all sorts of other things. Yes, it does put her unfortunately in a more precarious situation. Yeah. Says the Gemara. Maybe if the Torah had just mentioned the Zachar and the Na'arahim or Asa, I would have said, Mishum the high love or Hehu. The hakapagimla in each of those circumstances, there's a specific severity. We just mentioned the severities. By the zahar, it's lav it's bushag It's a male being raped by a male. By the woman, there's the physical blemish. She now is not a betulah. She now has the lingering blemish of pegam. in those two circumstances, and maybe only in those two circumstances. Not that we're making per se a value judgment outside of a specific act. i there's all terrible. But in terms of taking another person's life, in terms of empowering the people and saying you're allowed to and supposed to be killing, maybe we would leave it to those two. But the rest of the prohibited relations, de that it's not male to male. There's less busha, quote-unquote. Nafish means a lot. And there's less pigam. There's always going to be pigam. there's always going to be Busha. Nobody's taking away from that, but there's levels in the eyes of the rabbis. Maybe, but again, the, the Hidush is not, so maybe I would have said, not Matzilinoto b'Navshu, in those circumstances. And therefore says the Torah, you needed to teach me Heth. Veikatav Rachmana uh, if the Torah had just mentioned Chet, in other words Ch'yeve mitot, I would have said Chet is a little bit all-encompassing. Chet means uh, sin. And as a result, we we know that we're explaining that as a reference to Ch'yeve But maybe it's a reference to any sin, including Amana lekohen gadol, including gerushavah haluta lekohen what we call the chiveh I would have said that the chiveh are a part of it. amina Katav rachmana mavet. It's for that reason the Torah needed to mention specifically a death penalty situation. So then why don't you only mention mavet? The katav rachmana mavet. Hava amina chiveh mitot in chiveh kiritot lo. If it had just said mavet without saying het, which is inclusive also of the chiveh kiritot, which we envision as a bit lower on the totem pole, on the values or the severities of that penalty, I would have said it's only that we kill as opposed to others. Uh, therefore the Torah mentioned as well, which is inclusive of. Effectively what the Gemara has done is to tell you why we needed an implicit mention of each of these in the Pasuk, because had it mentioned just one of them, I wouldn't have understood that all the others are included. But that all being the case, as the Gemara, I still have the question that I began this Conversation together with you, uh, and that was the following. Once you taught me, and well, included in those is our na'ar and na'ara, included in those is homosexuality and uh, adolescent woman who's engaged, those are included in the and. Well, that being the case, why do you need that? The pasuk could have just said, Het mavet, for argument's sake. It doesn't need to mention the na'ara to make a dirashat from. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, the Torah could have and should have just said, Het mavet. it would be unnecessary to have the extra words of na'ar and na'ara, of course, being one word, but two short from it. Answers the Gemara, in ha-khename. indeed it's so. what do you mean, indeed it's so? So, strike the word from our Torah? No, certainly not. So, rather, what do you want to tell me? It's a different dirashah to be made from na'ar and na'ara. You don't need an explicit or even implicit mention of Zahar and na'ara and the orasa in the pasuk. We have instead from the words na'ar and na'ara, which are extra words in the context of a pasuk, which already was marbeh, our circumstances, to tell us these as opposed to others. What are the others that I maybe would have been inclusive of? And I'm now excluding them from, if I see a person approaching this sin, I'm not allowed to kill him or her. We have those, with well, effectively two words, na'ara, na'ara, they come to exclude terrible sins, however, terrible not to the extent, not because of their severity, but because of the system as it's built. The system is built. You can kill specifically when there's death penalty and pigam and bullshit. In these circumstances, that's not applicable. What are these circumstances? Avodah terrible. The guy's going to do avodah Zarah. You're not allowed to kill him. Why not? It's terrible. It's shakul kekomitzvot shepatoura, and so on. Not allowed to. Hilul Shabbat. Shabbat's like avodah. Not allowed to kill him. Bestiality. It's terrible. Can you imagine if that becomes apart you know that not a lot of kill in those circumstances we have specific mi'otim from the pasuk it is interesting that uh, Mi'utim, mm-hmm. right, so I, I was waiting for that question. I was, I was getting there right now. In other words, now that we just use each one of these words to tell us that we're mar mm-hmm. we said, hey, it comes, tell me, oh, ve'keritot, tells me, oh, mitot be'tin, na'ara, na'ara, it's coming to exclude. Exactly. What's more is, say, it's coming to exclude specifically these. So first and foremost, you have to understand, it. we have a hard time ever understanding it entirely. Okay, so I have to mention that immediately. But secondly, I will tell you, it goes as follows. Once I have been inclusive for all intents and purposes of uh, the the context. The context was wrongful relations. That's the Torah's talking about that. And I've told you, it's not only na'ara Moras. I've told you it's mehive mitot and Tot. I now understand the extra word in the pasuk might be coming to tell me those and not others if they don't have something else within this context to include. And what sort of situations? Of course, by extension, it's everything else. But we're specifically mentioning these because you would have thought that these are quite severe. And as a result, you kill in these circumstances. Says the Gemara, but wait a second, Everybody agrees that on Dafa'in Dalit. We're going to read the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, whereas the Gemara here refers to Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, his opinion is that if a person's on his or her way to do Abu Zarah, you kill them. You must kill them. You're supposed to kill them. Well, that being the case, we just said that one of these Na'ars is coming, Lima'ute, is coming to exclude Aved Avadad Kochavim. It's not true for Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, the Amara Avad Kochavim. Nita nacido Benavshow so then why do i need the naar reference in the puzzle Answers as the gamara had ma'atebema wa had lama ma'ateb shabat okay it's true until now what we were suggesting is one is for Zarah, and the other one is for Behema and Shabbat. Instead, split these two as Behemah, at one and Shabbat the other. It's interesting that already Behema and Shabbat were grouped together. What does bestiality and Shabbat have one to do with the other? Tosafot, in fact, suggested instead maybe it's one for Behema in the initial Dirasha, and the other for Shabbat and Zarah, which have a lot more in common. Okay, either way, you, you slice it. it, says the Gemara, maybe would have thought to say, According to Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, remember Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai's opinion is if a person's on his or her way to do avodah zarah, nita nazi ben avsho. I would have perhaps said teti shabbat mihilul hilul miavodat kohavim. We have a gezerah shabbat. The Torah links, according to our tradition. Avodah Zarah to Shabbat. In fact, we have references in the Gemara, not because of this Gezerah Shabbat, but just theologically speaking, that a person who violates Shabbat uh, wholeheartedly, rebelliously, it's as if he's uh, worshipping Avodah Zarah. Why so? We look at that person, we say you're scoffing at the creation of God, you're scoffing at Yeshia and God's dominion and providence over the world. Well, we have a Gezerah Shabbat. Maybe I've, if, if according to Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, you kill a person who's on his way or her, her way to do Avodah Zarah. So I should say Shabbat is as well, that's what the derashah is telling me not to do so. All right, that's all fine and okay. We got our derashah worked out, but there's another opinion. It's the son of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, whom we will encounter as well in Dafa'in And to Rabbi et HaShabbat fascinatingly, says the Gemara, the son of Bishimon ben Yochai, in fact says that both the person who's on his or her way to do Avodah zarah, as well as the person who's on his or her way to be B'chalil Shabbat, Matsilino ben avshan That being the case, we include those in the list of Matsilino and Ben Afshan, and I'm now left with Na'ar and Na'ara, which apparently is coming to exclude, but I only have one thing it can exclude, and that is Behemah, so says the Gemara, if Figured everything out for me, but Bishimon, uh, Bial Azabir Bishimon. How do you explain why we need these miutim of Naara and Naara? Had miut says the Gemara. Had miut le miute behemah. One of the miutim, one of those exclusions which we're learning from Naara and Naara, is for bestiality. Even Bishimon Ben Al Bishimon agrees to that the and the other. Why does it say Naara? I did the katavrahmana na'ar. The other is eh. What do you mean eh? That's the way the Torah talks. What do you mean that's the way the Torah talks? After all, what are we talking about in context? That's the way Rashi explains it. What are we talking about in context? We're talking about na'ara asa You can't actually say na'ar. You can't actually talk about a young man. We're talking about a woman. That's the whole context. If there's a young woman. So it writes it as Na'ar. Okay, so once the Torah wrote it as Na'ar, you have to read it as Na'ara. Don't be so carried away in making your dirashot, Rabbi El-Azab, Rabbi Shimon would tell you. And as a result, one Mi'ut is sufficient, but it's written as na'. It's written as Na'ar, but you're supposed to read as Na'ara. That's the way it works. We don't always make dirashot like that. Effectively, that's his answer. All right. That being the case, we've worked out most of our dirashot. We have a little bit more to uh, of the uh, technical legwork to, to, to finish up. The, the baraita that the Gemara cited had the opinion of the Behuda. If you recall, the said, ah, if even a woman who says, She says, you're approaching, and he's running after this woman about to rape. her, She says, don't touch him. He's going to kill me. Says Rabbi Uday, you're not allowed to kill him. You're not supposed to kill him, says the Gemara. Why so? And what are the Hachamim who disagree with Rabbi Yehuda, who maintain that you kill him in such a circumstance? What's their opinion? How, why and how are they disagreeing about this detail? B'may kamiflege says the Gemara, what's the mahloke between Hachamim and Rabbi Euda? Again, in a situation where the woman says, H'anichu lo she that you do or don't kill him. Rabbi Euda says, you don't kill him. Hachamim say you do. Rava says, here's the situation. The woman is, uh, is is makpedet. She cares about her, what's called pegam. She does not want to be blemished. What's the proof that she doesn't want to be blemished? Or what's the circumstance? What's he saying specifically? This is rape. This is rape as opposed to consensual. Says Rava, if it was consensual, we don't kill the guy. Well, why don't you kill the guy? No pegam. What do you mean no pegam? She's got. She wants it. If it's consensual, we're not allowed, we will only attack the guy and kill him if he's going to be pogim her, and she cares about that pigam, meaning it's consensual. it's not consensual. So as a result, says Rava, b'makpedet al pigma, first and foremost, let's establish the circumstance. What we're talking about is specifically rape. If it was not rape, everybody, even the Chachamim agree, we can't kill this man. However, she's screaming out, leave him alone so he doesn't kill me. The opinion of the Chachamim is, The Chachamim's opinion is, the reason we kill a pursuer in a circumstance of rape is in order to primarily prevent pigam, the blemish to the woman. In this circumstance, is she okay with being blemished? Certainly not. Why is she saying, tell him to leave me alone? Because she's nervous about her life. But she still does not want to be blemished. This is not consensual. <laughs> Say, the haqamim, kill him. So how does Rabbi Uda disagree? If Rabbi Uda, katle <laughs> Ha, masra nafshalik iktala. Says Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rava's interpretation, the reason that we kill the pursuer in a circumstance of rape is because the woman wants to maintain, keep her life. The fear that we have as we see the guy going to rape the woman is she's going to fight him off and it's going to lead to her death. As a result, we kill him. Fundamentally, according to the Behuda, why do we kill in a situation of rape? Because we fear her death. We're nervous she's going to fight off, he's going to resist in turn, and he'll end up killing her. Over here, she's making clear, I'm not fighting back. You shouldn't fight back either. As a result, says Rabbi Yudah, since her life will be in place, how do we know her life will be? She's being complicit. Now, she doesn't want to be raped, but she wants her life. Fundamentally, that's the mahluk between Rabbi Yudah and Hachamim. What's that? it's not consensual mama, she doesn't want rape, but it's she's allowing for it to happen to the she extent that she won't get killed. Say, 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 says, says, says Rabbi Yehuda, to that extent, however, says Rabbi Yehuda, the issue, the issue is not fundamentally Pigam. she will have Pigam. but according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's not the reason fundamentally we're killing, we're killing in order to save her life. Her life will be saved here, we leave her, what's that? Because we have to focus on her I hear you, but ultimately speaking It's the Hatzalah It's, it's, it's the is her, is her life ultimately What's According that? her life we can't kill According, According to the, the biuda, exactly yeah. <laughs> Amen ve'amen If, yeah. if